Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure, is sponsored by SJNL General Contractors. They are licensed in both Alabama and Tennessee, and they provide services such as mass grading, storm drainage, sewer and concrete improvement, asphalt paving, erosion control, demolition, and heavy hauling. If you need any of these services, contact them 931-433-4660, 931-433-4660. Also, they are in need of heavy equipment operators, concrete finishers, CDL dump truck drivers, and pipe layers. If you're interested in employment with this family-owned business, you can go to the website www.sjnl.com. That's www.sjnl.com. Mostly dead or all dead. That's a very important distinction. I was once asked to separate a large snapping turtle from his shell. The owner of said deceased turtle assured me that it was completely dead. If you begin to take a shell off of a large snapping turtle and it is mostly dead rather than completely dead, he will grab you, which is a life-altering experience. And since we're talking about large snapping turtles, let's make sure we understand the distinction between the tortoise and the turtle. In fact, while we're talking about distinctions, let's, let's make sure we know the difference between a phone pole and a utility pole. You see, the utility company owns the pole. The phone company puts their stuff on it. When the power goes out, you don't call the phone company. You call the power company. Let's understand the distinction between centuries-long climate cycles versus man-made climate change. Let's understand the difference between poisonous and venomous. Pistol or revolver. Magazine versus clip. Does something make you uncomfortable in church or is it unscriptural? Understand the difference between I disagree with you versus I'm intolerant. Let's understand the difference between a no-knock warrant and a knock-and-announce warrant. Let's understand the difference between a peaceful protest and a riot. Let's understand the difference between moral and immoral. Let's understand the difference between love versus sex. Let's understand the difference between being a victim versus living in learned helplessness. Let's understand the difference between a 0.00004% occurrence versus systemic violence or pervasive racism. Let's understand the difference between your past, what happened to you, and your destiny, what is likely to happen to you. We're not victims of circumstances. We're able to control our lives. But I digress. Back to the difference between tortoise and turtle. Tomato, tomato, a rose by any other name would be just as sweet. Don't fall for it. It matters what you call something. Specifically, the idea between a tortoise and a turtle. As a little kid, you hear the story of the tortoise and the hare. The tortoise and the hare. The, the, the hare is super, super fast, and the tortoise is really slow. And somewhere down in, in your little kid mind, you equate that turtles are slow because tortoises are slow. 
And then you encounter a real live snapping turtle. In fact, the one I encountered solved the mystery of the Loch Ness Monster and gave an identity to the biblical Leviathan. I was traveling to McMinnville, Tennessee, early, early on a Sunday morning, and I saw this object lumbering across the road. I'm talking hubcap size, common snapping turtle. And I decide I need to possess this turtle. I've got a pickup truck after all. I'll chunk him in the back. I roll out of the car, and my childhood ideas were shattered. This thing is not slow at all. Now, it's lumbering around on the road. But it's got the reflexes of a rattlesnake, and the size of its head and the length of its neck were surprisingly dissimilar to what my expectations were. I made a quick decision that it would be a bad idea to show up and preach for the brethren with blood all over my shirt, particularly my blood from missing a few fingers. And so here I am with this dilemma. I've seen what is possibly the largest snapping turtle ever alive, and I need to have proof of it. If I just had a camera, and then it hit me, I've got a camera. I've got a camera on my new phone. Now, you've got to remember that when this story takes place, a new phone was a blue flip-top Nokia. So the camera's not very good. Well, I grab the phone out of the truck. I flip it open. The bright sunshine of the early morning sun is there. I can't see anything in this screen. And I get so tunnel vision focused on trying to find the turtle in the screen that I realize that lying in the road on my belly, if I get close enough to this turtle to see him in the screen, he's close enough to take digits off. Just about the time that thought crested the horizon of my mind for some unknown reason early on a Sunday morning my daughter decided to call my phone I'm lying on my belly inches away from the leviathan and this phone vibrates in my hand and I chunked it out of the road and across the pasture I said things in front of that turtle that I had to apologize for I said things about my phone I had to repent of I left the turtle alone walked out of the road, climbed over the fence and found my phone, got back into the car and drove home. Now, why did I need this turtle? Well, according to the plans, the turtle is coated in a light layer of glue. While the glue is still wet, you pour a half a bag of bird seed all over the turtle shell. You wait for it to dry and you place the turtle in a pasture behind your house. The turtle wanders around the pasture looking for water. The peacock who lives in the pasture behind your house, Earl the peacock, finds the turtle, starts to peck on the bird seed, and while he's eating the bird seed, snap! The turtle kills the peacock and solves all his earthly problems. Now, why am I obsessed with the peacock? Well, you see, we lived in the little house at Stacy's Circle for about 14 years. We hosted a uh, Monday evening Bible study during the summers, and we would have regularly a large crowd of people. Uh, As we began to go from entertaining kids to having kids and adults, when I moved into family ministry and not just youth ministry, my wife said, and you've got to understand, Jackie's never been overly materialistic, but she said, you know, it'd be nice when we have the adult ladies from church at our house. It'd be nice if we had some place to sit and they didn't have to sit in the floor. So we decided to add on to our little house. The bank was very uncooperative in our attempts to build an addition to our house. They told us if we added on to it, we'd never be able to sell it. 
We responded that we didn't want to sell it. We like our house. We like our neighbors. We just need more room. They said they had to assume that at some point they would have to sell it to try to recoup their money. After all, I'm self-employed. Read that as financial leprosy. Anyway, we decided to move. The new house we bought in 2001 was very nice, and we hope that it becomes a good tool for us to use in the service of God. We want to have our summer Bible study series. We want to have lots of youth functions. We want to have people over, and we want to entertain. And and up to the point of, of moving into the new house, we were very, very happy, and there was nothing wrong with our situation. Uh, nothing except Earl. Earl is the peacock that lives behind us in the pasture. He has a very startling cry. He's either lonely or scared because he sings all night. People have told me that peacocks are used as watch animals and they have an astounding startle response. Well, if this is the case, then Earl is either neurotic or paranoid or neurotically paranoid because he makes racket all night. Oh, oh and by the way, his name's really not Earl. Uh, Earl is a famous character in a, an old Dixie Chicks song. They used to be a country music group, and they had a song that was entitled Earl Has to Die. So I find myself sitting at my desk and writing on notepads and scribble papers and desk calendars these doodles of a large turtle covered in bird seed, waiting on the peacock to peck the bird seed and let the turtle snap his neck. I may be turning into Wiley e. Coyote. I've drawn all kinds of plans for catching and killing the, the, the offending peacock. The best plan so far has been the bird seed and hoping that the peacock is a bird seed obsessed peacock and going to die in his own pasture. Well, after having the encounter with the turtle, I think maybe I need to go to plan B. It's been a couple of weeks now, and it seems that I'm not as obsessed with Earl. In fact, I'm I'm not so sure that Earl is such a bad guy. Besides, if you catch a turtle large enough to kill a peacock, you might end up losing a finger or two. I'm kind of getting used to Earl. You know, when when we lived on Stacy Circle, we lived really close to a railroad track, and, and we got used to the train. Psychologists call it desensitization. I've even heard the word habituation. Anything permitted to continue long enough will soon cease to be irritating, distress-invoking, and will probably become classified as the norm. You may have an Earl or two in your life. I'm, I'm not talking about living things. But there may be some things in your life that at one point would interfere with your sleep at night. They bother your conscience. Or at least they do for a while. It's not that these things become less disturbing or less wrong. We just get used to them the longer they are allowed to remain. In fact, you may have gone through a period of time where you were obsessed about how to get rid of it, how to stop it, or how to change it. You might have come up with some really weird plans. But then all of a sudden, they just didn't seem to bother you as much. I actually walked over to the fence one afternoon and yelled across. I apologized to Earl for everything I'd ever said bad about him. That was after the goats moved in two houses down. Yeah, the Sotranos got some goats. A goat will make a noise at night that sounds like a little old lady being murdered and screaming for help. Sound like a baby crying in a horror movie. All of a sudden, comparing the goats to the peacock was not a big deal. 
One beautiful fall afternoon, we were all goofing around in my garage and looked up and there were peacocks walking in my garage. Now, I had prayed for the opportunity for a peacock to come into my yard. And yet here we were now with peacocks walking through my garage gym. My daughter, obsessed with her camera, is taking pictures of them. And as the sun started going down that afternoon, this peacock went to the back of my fence, climbed on top of my archery target, and roosted. Do you know what I would have given a, a couple of years ago for a peacock to sit on top of my bow target? But all of a sudden, this thing that used to bother me, this thing that I used to hate, this thing that I used to be obsessed with getting rid of has now wandered into my garage and I've allowed it to sleep in my yard. Be careful of what you let into your life. It may live in the pasture behind you and you are intolerant, but then you let it cross the fence and then you let it live in your yard and then at some point you may get so used to it it lives in your heart. Keeping up with Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure is sponsored by Erupt. Erupt is the underground youth rally from the Volcano Room deep inside Cumberland Caverns. It's an annual event. This year it takes place October 24th at 6 p.m. It will be broadcast from their YouTube page. The speaker is Austin Johnson. His theme is Deeper. For more information, contact them at eruptyouthrally at gmail.com. That's eruptyouthrally at gmail.com. Or look at their website, three W's and a dot, eruptyouthrally.com. www.eruptyouthrally.com. Thank you.